Okay. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, it's Marcia. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a great show today. And uh, the two women that are on the show, Fran Lewis, the book reviewer, she had a show, and all three of us were on, and we quite didn't quite finish our conversation at the show, so we thought we'll just add on to where we left off, kind of, and it's going to be very interesting because it's a topic that needs to be discussed, um, and it's actually how li- life is in 2022, Go, and we're going to go all the way back, like, to World War II of things that happened there that are very similar to what's going on now, and these are both very interesting women. So one is Stella Terhart and Sylvia True, and I'm going to let each of them talk to you for a few minutes about who they are, and then we're going to get into a discussion. And so, ladies, I'm so happy you came. This is such a good thing that we, because we, now we can finish up where we left off, <laughs> I guess. And oh, uh, so, you. Stella, yeah, you're welcome. So, Stella, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about who you are and your book, you know? Thank you so much, Marsha. It's so oh, you're nice welcome. to be here and to be able to speak with you and Sylvia again. Yes, we great. did have a, a fabulous conversation with, with our little group with Fran. Um, yes. I, I know we could have carried on for the whole afternoon, so it's probably able to pick <laughs> I that think up. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I live up in Canada. I'm a classically trained pianist as well as a, a composer and a choir director. I'm also, because I've had the luxury of time recently, I'm a casual author. Although my grade four teacher told me I should be a writer way, way back in grade four. So I'm, I'm just picking up where she told me to do, you know. Always do what your teachers tell you. Uh, I live on an, an apple, organic apple orchard just north of the United States border here in Ontario. And uh, right now we have a gorgeous sunny day, 20, about 85 degrees Fahrenheit, and it feels like summer. <laughs> well, that's we're, we're in Chicago. It's very nice out today. It's hot, but we're, I'm glad because it was like 40 last week. Okay, so all right, Sylvia, you want to tell everybody a yeah, little hi, bit about um, yourself? Hi. Stella, I'm so glad you listen to what your teachers tell you to do. So I'm a <laughs> chemistry teacher, and that's been my profession for many years. I'm um, department head for a high school in Massachusetts. Um, we're outside of Boston. I grew up partly in Chicago. Um, I want to go to the apple orchard in Canada. um, (laughs) I know. It just all sounds lovely. I do miss Chicago. My father died a couple years ago, and I flew out there all the time to take care of him, and I haven't been there for a couple years. Were you on the north side or south side or north side? Uh, We were on the west side, Downers Grove. Oh, okay. Um, He was... uh, Pretty well-known um, theoretical nuclear physicist. He worked at wow. University of Illinois in Chicago and at Argonne Lab. So that place is sort of in between the two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so, yeah, I wrote a book really based on my family's story of fleeing from the Nazis. And it wasn't just that. Um, it was really also about eugenics and mental illness. And what happened to my great aunt, who was mentally ill during the time of Nazi Germany, which was not a great time to be mentally ill. Well, no time to be no. mentally No, no, right. Yeah, we know that. Right, yeah. But um, it was a particularly devastating time. And many years later, I also suffered from um, mental illness in the form of a, a really bad postpartum depression, and I ended up being hospitalized. And I got, you know, fantastic care. And so the 
stories are sort of parallel stories, not really comparing, you know, what it was like in Germany to what it was like in the United States in 1980, but there was a huge, there was a huge difference and there was a lot of growth and um, there's even more growth now, which is nice. growth in terms of people being accepting and of mental illness and understanding of it. Anyway, so that's a little brief summary. Yeah, right, right, because, right, and the mental illness doesn't, I mean, there's always mental illness, which is such a traumatic, really traumatic thing for families to go through when you have that, you know. And um, so for you to have gone there and come out of all of this, this is really a good, you know, good sign so people can see. Do you, do you go out and speak at all? I, not now maybe with the, you know, Holocaust, I mean with the Holocaust, with COVID. Uh, do you go out and speak? I I have done a lot of like um not a lot a few library things I've been on um NPR and you know I've had a few like things where I could speak about it openly and yeah. I yeah. always think that that's really important I mean that's what ultimately saved me was my family was willing to finally talk about things and yeah. I think that as a teacher, I also have, even though I teach chemistry, I also have a responsibility to my students to really make them understand that, you know, this isn't something to be ashamed of and it's something to be talked about. And through talking about it, more than more often than not, we can get help and get at least somewhat better. Right, and, you know, I even see on TV now they have a lot of commercials for if people need help, they can call, you know, a certain number to get help, you know, which is a very good thing. You know, because sometimes, you know, especially during this time, the COVID time now, people are home alone, and it's very difficult, you know, and maybe they weren't depressed before, but a lot of them have become, a lot of people have become depressed right Right. now. Right, and we've we've definitely seen... um, you know, an increase in in school, in with children of all ages, yeah. uh, suffering from different you know traumas and mental illnesses. So, you know, it's it's an important time to be talking about this and to be to be making sure our children are getting the help they need. Right, and that well, there was somebody on there was a little boy, young boy on um, sixty minutes Sunday discussing this. And you know, I worked for a pediatrician for over twenty years. I've been a lab tech, and I and now that you know everything is coming out now with all these kids, because sometimes people don't realize that children aren't saying you, they don't know how to put their finger on what's wrong with them. So you do have to look further, and parents have to be aware that this could happen because if they it, get them help at the beginning, this could be life saving for them. Right. Right. Which brings me to our conversation. I know that we were talking about hatred when we were on Fran's show that I think you wanted to discuss now, um, right? Do you, want to, do you want to go for that? Talk about the hatred now because we were talking about that. So how do you think it's different now? What do each of you think that what's happening in the world now and how much hatred there is in this world? And what can we do to change all this? Because people are just very, like, you know, and I know we were talking on Fran's show about people just aren't nice to each other. What can people do to change or even see that they are this way? Who wants to take that? I'll, I'll of jump you? in if you don't, okay. if you don't mind, Yes, Marcia. definitely. Um, yep. This, this is Stella. Yep. In the book that I wrote, which is about my family's, Story in Europe, in Amsterdam, during the Nazi occupation of Europe. Uh, I talk about a little bit about, about hatred. Hatred, where, do, where does it come from? Babies are not born hating anything. They see it. It's examples to them. Uh, it's even perhaps even taught to them. And I that hatred comes from a place of ignorance, from a place of, of not knowing, of also a place of fear. If somebody moves next door to you and they are very different from you, you will be afraid of them. You may embrace them. depends on, on how you were brought up as a child. Um, but let's say that, that they're, you know, aloof or they eat differently or they wear funny clothes, and that makes you uncomfortable. And then that makes you feel threatened, and that can lead to hate. 
So the hate in our world is it comes from a place of ignorance, not knowing, uh, not being educated, uh, and, and poor, poor examples that might be oversimplistic, but I think that's just a starting point for the discussion. Yeah. Yeah, interestingly, I, I also think it comes from a place of fear um, and lack of understanding and um, really a lack of, of empathy as well, like how, how somebody else feels. Like some people don't have the ability to be empathic, and that's a dangerous thing, like, you know, having no empathy of what yeah. somebody else might be going through. And, yeah, fear of differences is huge. I, I don't know. And then there's always, you know, power. I mean, you look at yes. what's going on, obviously, with Russia and Ukraine, and yeah. it's, I don't know. I, I don't, the I, power. To me, that's even deeper than, I, and I could be completely wrong about this, but it feels even deeper than hatred. It just feels evil. And, I mean, and the Nazis felt evil, too, like, yeah, yeah, there's fear and all of that, but there's there's an evil, an element of evil I don't know that I can fully explain at all. It just feels like well, it's, because it's so, Right. It's, well, you know, and also we're watching this on TV. We, you know, in the Holocaust and, you know, it, they had newsreels maybe at the movies, but they didn't have real time when you're really seeing what happened to people and the destruction. You know, because I, you know, just have to turn on CNN and you see it, and you do have to know what's going on because it's important that this should not be happening. So, right, instead of a lot of people say, "I don't care anymore," "I don't want to see anything," you really can't. You know, and even though a lot of times people say, "Oh, I'm not going to watch TV," but you need to turn on the news every now and then to know what's going on because it's not good. You know, and we have to know this. You know, you just can't, like, close your eyes even though you want to. You want to because you go – and that's why people, you know, they tend to watch a lot of TV now, which even on my shows now I've added some shows where we have Hollywood shows where we're talking about different, you know, series and things like that because this is how people can escape feeling bad all the time because you also have to have an outlet. So you're not only watching that because otherwise it Mm -hmm. becomes threatening to the person. You know, they can be sick. You know, I remember when Stella used to talk when I from my book um, to life. She used to go talk to kids all the time, and she would say two. One of the things that I remember to, to this day, she'd say, two wrongs don't make a right." So try to get along. You know, if you're having problems at school with a kid, talk to them. You know, and that's what the thing is. We're all thinking this can be done, but it, it's not that easy. So, Stella, when you're talking about hatred, I mean, that's a problem because you can't say to somebody, you know, you're really not being nice to me, and you could say that, but they might not even think, they don't think they're doing anything wrong. This is just, like you said, like it could be how they grew up. Yes, exactly, Marsha. And what Sylvia said, uh, power, so you have hatred, you have power, and you have evil. And, and they're, they're like a, a, a terrible trilogy right there. And right. somebody in power doesn't want to give up their power. And in order to retain their power, they have to step on others. And in order to step on others, you can't have empathy or feelings for them. You have to almost despise them. So uh, we need more women leaders. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, right. I've talked about many conversations with in private conversations with people, and we all say yes. that same thing. We need some women yeah. because women, I'm not saying men aren't compassionate, but women have a lot of times been able to handle situations at home, at school, with their children, with their friends, in a little different way because men – Men sometimes don't open up as much as women do to each other. Like we talk to each other. A lot of men don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think, mm-hmm. you know, they hate to make those generalizations, but it does feel pretty true, and at least in my life. Like I, I you know. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's well, certainly I think what if I you, see. You know, all of us, like when you have friends, okay, that, you know, you can sit and talk to and you talk about different subjects. And sometimes when I'm with my friends from, you know, grammar school, we're still friends, and we, we talk about so many different subjects, you know, we're just, and we go from one subject to the next. But I don't know that men always do that. So, you know, and if somebody has a problem, they might say it. But a lot of times men don't want to say a problem. 
It, right. It's not being general. You know, we don't making it like men don't care about things because that's not true at all. But women are sometimes more open to conversations. You know, of change. Yes. And, and yeah. And, and you know, to clarify, it's we just need more balance, right? So yeah. we, we need more balance, and and women have a different a different way of looking at the world than, than our male yes. counterparts, our husbands, our spouses, yes. our, our fathers, right. our brothers. Uh, so it's, we just need more balance so that we have uh, more voices and more input and, and, right. uh, and, and remove this need to control. It's not a need to control. It's a need to manage, which is very different from control. Right. Yeah, yeah. And how would you describe that when you're saying manage, you know, to manage? What would that mean? So people, when they're listening to the show, how do you think they can manage their lives so it could be that kind of uh, setup for them? Well, so if you're a mom, and I think we're all moms, I'm I'm a grandmother, and we have many things to manage, you know. So on a typical day, there is going to be childcare, and there's going to be meal prep, and there's going to be career, and, and we have the ability to manage all of these things. And uh, yeah. all in one day, all in one day. And in one day. She doesn't want to manage any of those things. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, sometimes when I think about it, I think like, okay, you know, okay, okay let, I'll just take today, for example. All right, I have a show now. But before that, I did, you know, I was doing some work for my books. I was doing laundry, doing, you know, in between doing different things, which is why I probably might go back to my office, which I haven't been, you know, during COVID, I've been home a lot and not in an office. And I think because I'm finding myself doing all of these other things. And then by, and my husband, he's like looking at me. It's like the day is long because there's a lot of, and I stay up late. So it's like, I'm always doing something. Right? I mean, that's what we do. And we just do We just right. do it. We don't think about it. You know, I mean, if we clean, if we cook, if we have children, whatever we do, we just kind of take it in our stride and this is who we are. But I do yeah. think and, yeah. the people now are having a different time because the kids are home. were home for a year or so, a lot of them. Year, and it's all, we're dealing with things now that are unbelievable that who would have thought? We, this could happen where we're home, like a lot of people are, you know, working from home now, which was never the case. You know, I mean, sure, there were jobs that people work from home and writers did, you know, they did their work at home. Or most, a lot of writers I have on the show, they go to coffee shops, which they don't go to now. Or they're, you know, a lot of the coffee shops, they don't want you sitting there now. And that's where people used to go. Right. You know, uh, I think some, and, like, and you know, Marsha. Go ahead. Marcia. Go ahead. Yeah, that creates a whole level of anxiety, and that creates a whole level of dislike, and you know, bringing it back to our concept yeah. of hate. People yeah. can hate going in the public, or they can hate that somebody that their total stranger is sitting beside them during a pandemic, etc. So, and yeah. that wraps it all around to Sylvia's comments about mental health, mental anguish. Um, it, it's everything is part and parcel the way we live our lives and the life around us right and this is true i mean i had i actually a couple weeks ago we had a resilience coach that she was talking about how people can you know manage their life in some ways because when they're not managing it and how to try to take care of themselves a little because a lot of times mothers for sure and a lot of fathers too they just have been so busy with their children now they haven't taken any time for themselves and that in itself is stressful and they don't even maybe they just keep going on their day-to-day activities but it affects them internally i'm sure you know that how how do they cope every day you know a lot of times people that never taught their kids you know a lot of times you can't even teach your children some of the things that they are learning now because some of the methods are different so it's that's a lot of stress for the parents and i think all in all schools for younger kids it's been very difficult yeah, and college kids had a hard time. I've heard too from a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's been yeah. very isolating for a lot of children. Um, you know, they've missed more than the academic. 
piece that they've missed. It's really been about the social piece, and I think that's hard. And getting back into school this year for many students has been difficult. For some, it's been wonderful. They were, like, yes. so thrilled. To oh, be yeah, back because some they, kids couldn't. You know, yeah. I'm not sure... I'm not sure I could have done it very well. I mean, I'm a very social person, and kids are when they're social, they they had they didn't have that at you know where they could be with their friends. So I think that much must be just really taking a toll on a lot of kids right now, you know. And that people you know people don't want to stay home anymore, and which is good, but they also don't want to do some of the things that they need to do so we can all get this better now. I don't know about Canada, but there's a lot of cases here. How's Canada in co- with COVID? Oh, there's a lot of cases here as well, but the cases are mild. So yeah. in, right. in Canada, what you have is now uh, an endemic level to the pandemic. Yeah. Do you have to wear masks? It used to be. Um, no, but many people still are. Right. Many people still choose to, yeah. It used to be I didn't know anyone who had COVID, and now it's getting to the point where everyone I know has had COVID. Yes, yeah. Well, it's so funny. It's exactly the same for me, and here I am. Honestly, like, every teacher in my department has had it. Like, we've all had it. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, luckily, we've all had mild cases. Right, because we're having shots. But then again, people are getting it again, even after. Right, right. They've had there it. are different variants. So, right. It's so I'm not be sure. here for a while. Unfortunately, I think you're right. It's it's going to be tough, you know, because oh, people just they thought this was done. Now. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not going to mm-hmm. be, but it is. I think you're right about that. You know, so I, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, we could be sitting here and talking about this, but the reality is there's children out there, there's men, there's women. I mean, they really do need sometimes to talk about this a little. And I don't think a lot of people do. They just go on with their life and just ignore it. And so, you know, as far as mental illness goes, you know, with books and things that people write, so how helpful do you think that is? Because there's a lot of, you know, books out there for how-to. How, how do you feel about that, either of you? Well, I, I mean, I do think there's the more we are open about it, the more we understand it, um, and without the labels, um, the better off we're going to be and the more we can help each other. and. Certainly, I see that in schools. It's gotten much easier to talk about. Um, I mean, I know this isn't the same thing, but I remember I've been teaching for 25 years, and, you know, when I started, there was a lot, uh, much more homophobia. There still is, it still exists, but um, there's definitely been a change in, you know, an openness, and there needs to be, obviously, um, because of suicide, you know, openness yes. about yeah. gender. And that, right. So, so I think we're moving in the right direction in some areas, obviously, in, on the world. Not. Stage, <laughs> right. right. Yes, yeah. I know. That, that's the thing. We're moving up and in a better way in some and down in other ways. And so I think this is going to take a toll <clears throat> on a lot of people right now. You know what's happening in the world, it but will, I want to yeah. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I want to talk about and, the Ukraine, also, so we can do that in a little while. Sure. You know, I I don't know. Well, I think I think the United States has had more freedom of choice than in Canada. Canada, we had very heavy mask and vaccine mandates. You couldn't go to a restaurant. You couldn't go to a movie theater. You could not go on an airplane. You could not go on a train. You could not go in any public building without proof of vaccination. And, uh, I mean, I have to, I, I got double vaxxed because I wanted to see my father and my grandchildren. I knew right. I wouldn't be able to go see them without without that. And I had a severe reaction to my vaccines. And if I if it hadn't been mandated, I know I would never have done it. But I felt I had no choice. So you've had, in Canada, serious segregation of people on, on both sides of, of that pendulum. And I don't know if you had that in the United States as much as here. 
And I think that's going to have very long-lasting mental illness effects on people, that division of, are you vaccinated, yes or no, you know, and oh my goodness, if you're not, well, we need to, like a leper, we need to put you in a colony. Right. Uh, that was that was just, I think for that to have happened was, was critically wrong. Right. Yeah. I agree with yeah. you. I mean, there's been a, an enormous amount of divisiveness here um, politically and obviously then, you know, yes. masking and vaccinations all became political, which is so sad and terrible that it wasn't about, you know, and people judging each other and pointing fingers and blaming. And, you know, again, the conversation just veered so far away from, you know, really, truly any actual scientific data. And people just, I mean, because I'm a science teacher, I feel a little bit more knowledgeable. And, you know, and people throwing the word science around like, oh, it's the science. And they actually don't know anything about it. And that's really frustrating. So, you know, a lack of openness to really talking about the science of vaccines and, you know, it's not black and white and it's not like you either have it or you don't and if you don't have it, you're, you know, some horrible human being. I mean, that's how that's how black and white we've become on the subject. And yeah, and so, yeah. In, the, in the United States, yes, it is very tough to, and it's very tough to hold a conversation with somebody that has a different view. <laughs> so it doesn't, it's not well, a pretty picture. No, and science is about being open-minded and, yeah. and about looking and learning, and we have so much more to learn about oh, yeah. the data from, you know, we don't know everything. People want to believe, like, we know everything about vaccines. When the vaccines first came out, everybody was like, you have to have a vaccination because otherwise, you, with a vaccination, you won't be able to pass on COVID. And obviously, that wasn't the case. I'm not saying vaccinations right. are right or wrong. I'm not. I'm just, right. what bothers me is the lack of openness in conversation. It becomes so political so divided. Well, yeah, and, and I think like in, from the past, it wasn't like that. Like you know, with oral polio, with polio, they would first it started with like I think a sugar cube, then a, uh, and then they went on to now it drops and you know for kids, and you know, but as working as a pediatric office, nobody ever questioned the fact when their kid came in that they were going to have a shot. They just did. You know, the measles, mumps, rubella, all everything. Right. You know, and I, it was just you had to have it for school. That's the end of it, you know. And so I think right now where we are, that's the problem because it hasn't been something that they're mandating that, like the other shots, you can't go to school unless you have your shots. You're not get, And you can't go to camp. You can't go to college. You have to have forms. And even when you go work someplace, you used to have TB tests. I mean, you had to have these things. So we don't have that now. This was, you know, you could have the shot. And so that's what happens, the division now, is because some people, you know, I, I think I read something in the online that they were saying parents were divorced. One parent wanted their child to get the shot. The other parent didn't. So this was not a good situation so they had to go to a court so we never had these kind of things now you know where people question should their kids have it and i do understand how parents can look at it that way because it's still unknown like you said the science isn't known but the choices of having your child get very sick and not make it that is the choice you don't almost have a choice you know, uh, exactly, but now that we're having yeah. more yeah. and more, but now that we're having, we have to have three and four shots, I see now why people are, that's where they're getting a little iffy right now. And they knew at the beginning, yes, I'm going to have one shot, then I'll get a tw- second and I get a booster. And then after that, now they lost people by saying, like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. You know, people yeah, are saying exactly. that, I think. Yeah. 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 So I don't know the answer to that. Were created. So quickly, they were created so quickly, and you know, the yes. COVID nineteen virus itself was changing so quickly. It, it, I, not to use an expression, it sometimes felt like a gong show. You know, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where you know the politicians were saying one thing, and the scientists were saying something else, and then some people had no symptoms. So it's just I think five years down the road 
when we look back at these times, we will almost have a clearer picture than when you're right in the middle of it. Yes, I think that's very true. We will. That's how actual science works. It just takes time. You know, us to really collect and interpret all the data is going to take more time. Yeah, we have some things. We know some things, sure, and it's great. You know, we're learning it pretty quickly. But right, right, and you know, and like you know, in World War Two, and you know, with uh, Holocaust and. With Ukraine, you know, there's a lot of similarities, and I know that, Stella, you have somebody living at your home. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, um, Very shortly after the war, after Russia invaded Ukraine, my husband and I felt uh, an urge, because we had space, to bring a family over. Uh, In the Second World War, I had a tiny number of relatives that were saved by the by the care of strangers, by strangers taking them into their home. So it was, it was I, I felt an urge to do that. You know, my turn, history repeats itself. Right. So, yes, we have a family of four, a mom and dad and a 13-year-old girl, a 9-year-old boy, and uh, they are, they've been here for three weeks today. They, I first met them on the 3rd of March, and they arrived on the 21st of April. That's how long it took to get them out. But they're yeah. here, and they're happy, and they're safe. Yeah. Did they have to, when they came here, did they have to be, like I know, you know, when people came to America and they went to Canada, they went to Shanghai, after the Holocaust, they had to be in perfect health. So were they checked? You know, like I know with, you know, from a lot of people, they couldn't come into America until they were, had a good chest x-ray and everything was fine. What about now? Um in Canada, we still have that regulation, but for people coming from Ukraine, they have three months from the time they arrive in Canada to undergo those that, those medical checkups. Right. Well, that's good. So, so mm-hmm. are they coming with? Are they coming with shots? Do they have? I mean, because I, every time we, I'm watching it on TV, I'm thinking they're not wearing masks. Do, is there a lot of COVID there? Do they say anything about that? Oh, um, this particular family, the mom and dad were vaccinated with two oh, children. Okay. The children were not. So, you know, government, I, I, I'm not a fan of red tape with government regulations. It's just so arbitrary. The nine-year-old boy right. was completely free. Right. The 13-year-old girl was supposed to, va- to quarantine in her room with her own bathroom and not see anybody for 14 days. Yeah. yeah. It didn't happen. <laughs> wait, right. wait. Okay. So it was. Explain that again. So the girl yes. had. So, to, yeah. But the, yeah, it's just. I know. I tell people, and they just look at me like I've got two heads. <laughs> so Canadian regulations. If you were, if you don't have, a, if you're not double vaccinated, technically you can't get on an airplane or a train. So all right, the children, but only if you are over twelve. Plus four months, 12 years old plus four months. Okay, so, you know, the boy, doesn't matter. He wasn't vaccinated. The poor 13-year-old girl who was not vaccinated, I had to apply to the government of Canada to get her a special exemption to get on the train because they landed in Montreal and then come to where I am in Kingston. And then I got a phone call and an email every day if she tested for COVID, if she had any symptoms. She had to do two COVID tests in front of a nurse in front of a phone online, and literally she was wow. supposed to be in lockdown in her room, isolated from everyone else for 14 days. So the family just did not. They just, don't just have any fleeing from this horrible country. Oh. Exactly, exactly. Oh, it's like, oh, I know, I know. So I have to admit, I was a little bit of a hippie rebel. Personally, <laughs> I didn't care at all if she left the house. She wasn't even supposed to leave the house. She could stand on the deck. It's <laughs> like, who made this up? No yeah. wonder it makes people angry. No, who made this well, I, up? Well, right. I think that's so, the other thing. Yeah, right. Because there's no set. Yeah. We, we don't, you know, not that we want rules and regulations, but there's no conformity. And that's a problem, no. I think. You no. know, yeah. And that's the whole yeah. thing. Nobody knows what to do. And there is no answer now. Because it's it's kind of, you know, it's not that. It, well, it is out of control in a lot of ways because people absolutely don't know what to do. 
And, you yeah. know, and especially they knew what to do when they had to get the shots and then they had to be wear a mask. But now nobody knows what to do. And that's what people say. They just, they don't know. They Sometimes they wear a mask, sometimes they don't. They go into a store, they have a mask. They go into a restaurant, they have a mask. They take it off when they eat or they don't wear any at all. So, And mm-hmm. some have boosters, some don't. And some buildings, you know, you still have to have a vaccine maybe to go in to work. But a lot of places, no. So, And then people are working from home. So this is a very uncharted area now of life. That we just, and, uh, they're, yeah. it's strange, very strange right now. And also, you know, turning it slightly political, there was no action plan for if this were to happen. Yeah. There was no emergency pandemic plan, at least not in Canada. Canada had, had not updated its emergency pandemic plan in, in decades. Yeah. So I don't think it's a surprise that a pandemic covered the world. But what is a surprise is how unprepared for it political organizations were. Yeah. Like going on a holiday, well, you haven't booked a hotel, you don't know where you're going, <laughs> you have no yeah. money. Well, right, and I think, right, you know, right, and I do think they, you know, because I, I there is just so many things that happened at the beginning and so many things that maybe could have been done differently, which would have turned the outcome different. And so right now we're suffering from the things that, weren't exactly the way they should at the beginning. And then sometimes if you're going to, like, bake a cake or something, you don't have the right ingredients. No matter what you do, that cake is not turning out. And so this seems to be kind of where we are, where nobody, everybody's questioning even their own self, and people that never question things are questioning what to do now. You know, a lot of people didn't have any opinions on this at all. But they still, and a lot of them don't, and that's why nobody does know what to do. So that is mm-hmm. a, a big problem right now, I think, going because I think people, that's why they're fighting so much a lot of times among people because now some people have loosened up and some people have gotten stricter. So in and, and families and in companies where people work, there's arguments now, which and that brings me to the point why everybody's hating each other. And, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a whole different world now. So I guess we have to cope with this whole different world in the best way we can, which yeah. I don't know what that is, you know. I mean, I don't. I think every state, every state is different and country. That's why it's interesting to hear your, you know, your take on this from Ontario. It is different. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah, it's 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 very different. And I think what's what's what it's all morphing into is people are doing what works best for them and their family and for right. those around them. I direct, uh, I direct a professional mixed choir, men and, men and women's choir. They rehearse at my house. They have these cool, special singing masks that make them look like platypus, sticks out from their face uh-huh. about four inches. And wow. they're all spaced about five feet apart. And uh, they're, we're carrying on with our lives as best we can. And this is what the choir wanted to do. They wanted to get together. Singing is supposedly, uh, you know, high risk, but we are mitigating the risk and saying life cannot stop because there's a challenge in front of us. You meet the challenge, you have a plan, and you deal with it. And I think that's morphing in small pockets. That's what people are kind of deciding that they're doing. Yeah. It, there does seem to be something that's at least logical to try to, you know, get through this. Because that's what we, and basically mm-hmm. we have to get through this. <laughs> yeah. That's really what we, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I do find, you know, I've asked a lot of guests this, and I, I know from myself with my grandmother, I never, she was from Kiev, and when she came here, I, you know, we never talked about, you know, 1918, that there was a, any kind of virus. She never brought it up, and she would have been here already. But the fact is, I found that strange, and a lot of authors that have been on, we've talked about this. Uh, did you know about this? Did you, either of you know about the 1918? Because most people that have come on didn't know this. They knew the pogrom, but they oh, yeah. didn't know I, about the virus. You did know? No, I I taught, um, because I teach science, and I had taught right, so you knew. Right. years ago where um, we uh, it was called oh, Science yeah. in the Media. And one of the books we read was about the 1918 flu. So, yeah, I was very well aware of it and and aware that a lot of people are aware of it. Like, it's just 
it wasn't something it's it wasn't common knowledge at that point, which was always right. interesting to me. Yes, was, I think so. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot anyway, of people I Yeah, and and I mean, I guess this is gonna sound very mother and grandmotherly, I think, but it, to me that flu killed a lot of younger people and I think that you know, not that there's anything nice about COVID, but you know, and certainly children have gotten sick, but really, you know, the severity of illness has not been there in children and that's such a blessing. Um yes. you know, being a mother, a school teacher, whatever. You know, yeah. and my all my um my grandkids you know, my youngest one was the one, you know, she had it for like literally an hour. And, you know, it's just, it just was very mild for them. And thank, thank God. God. Yeah, that's, that's, thank goodness. Right. That's the thing. Right. And then people, you know, now where we are, I think, is people in the house don't all get it, which is quite interesting. You know, um, three people could have it and one person doesn't. So, right. And, right. At the beginning, if somebody had it, everybody got it in the house. And now that's not the case. Everybody doesn't get it right now. And you know, there's no answer to that yet. We don't know that, you know, why some well, people got I it and some people don't. A lot of people have probably had it without even knowing it. And so yes, I think that, that's probably the other so thing. There's so many right? variables. Yeah, yeah. You know, you always wonder, you know, because, like, we're, we're so medically, I mean, we do, you know, there's so much advancement in all these years, is you know, and from, you know, the times of World War II and everything led up to all the books that you, you know, all three of us have discussed on Fran's show and whatever, you know, and all of this is so, sometimes when I'm listening to this, it's like I feel like I'm in another world. <laughs> these are subjects we never talked about in forever, you know, with conversation. Right. You know, and so I, I think now people are going back and looking at things that they didn't know about and trying to learn about them. You know, which is probably what will happen in the, later on. People will be learning about this, and who would have ever thought? Like when people said, "Oh, well, you can," you know, you, they left their offices and they said, "Oh, in two weeks you can come back, most likely, take your things home," and then a year later they were still home. Yes. So I think yeah. none of us yeah. thought this could ever be. Mm-hmm. You know, how is mm-hmm. that possible? Yeah. In well, reality. you know, Marcia, you can't control human behavior all of the time. Right. You know, yeah. my, my nine-year-old grandson said, why doesn't everybody just stay home for three weeks and not go anywhere? And then it would all be done. <laughs> my, he, he right. does have a case in point, but, you know, that's yeah. not how life works. So because right. there was still travel and there was, you know, people who, who felt that it infringed on their, their freedom to be able to leave, so yeah. that it just continued oh. to circulate. Because you can't control human behavior all of the time. No, you can't. No, no, you can't because that's a whole different society then. Then we're not who we are that's, if we did yeah, that. Exactly. But I could see when exactly. a child would say that because it does kind of make sense. Or everybody just stay home and then we'll just get rid of it, you know. <laughs> when and his parents tell him to stay home, yeah. he stays home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. actually in some ways, you know, parents, you know, I had a lot of uh, teachers on and, you know, the people that wrote children's books, we talked about this. And in some ways, this was a time where people now got to know their families when they didn't know them at all. They just were in and out of carpool and they went here, they went there, and they never had dinner together. They didn't play games together. And then they did during the pandemic. So they learned how to be a family, which we didn't have as yeah. much of. And so that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. I mean, there's more yeah. caring in the family situation because you actually got to know people, and some in a bad way. I mean, because a lot of people, you know, with um, abuse and things like that, that was probably very terrible yes. because that was a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, but for mm-hmm. the normal everyday family to get to eat dinner together, you know, and talk and what maybe watch a movie together was not the way it always was. And so I think that's a part that was was good for families, but losing people is never good. And they we lost a lot of people. That's the thing. You know, when it comes down to reality, you know, nobody ever wants to lose a life and you know, we still have people dying. So I there's no answer to that. And you know, I think that we all want that an answer, which I'm sure as the years go on, there'll be books and books and books and more books about this. 
you know, everybody having their own theory of what we could have done and should have done. But hopefully people will start getting well. You know, I think they're on the path to getting well. And as you said, you know, it, it is a little difficult for me because even because I've worked in medicine for so long to hear the fact of, of doctors saying, well, you might, you're probably going to get this, but you're not going to die. And that's that's not like what you were normally wanting to hear someone say to you. You know, you want like a doctor to say, no, you'll be fine. And, you you know, you're not going to get this. But it's not true. They're telling people that you might get this. So we have to just be aware that we're going to get this one way or another. And then, But the problem is once they said that a few months ago, they didn't say that we're going to keep people are reinfecting themselves. You know, it's happening. Yes. Yeah. They're getting it again. So I guess those are the things. You know, so, you know, what would any of you like to, is there something we you would like to discuss right now that we didn't get to, you know, um, Sylvia, anything that you'd like no, to talk uh, about? No, I'm good. Are uh, you good? And I just want to make sure, yeah. Stella? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. It's a fun conversation. I just okay, like good. people to be more aware of what's happening under their noses between Russia and Ukraine. Um, it's it's such a volatile, serious situation. Even though we might be separated by an ocean, Canada actually is not, and neither is the United States. And there's a lunatic at the helm of the ship that's that's controlling Russia, and we have no idea where that's going to end up. It's it's a very it's a very volatile situation. I think more and people what, really should be keeping their finger on the pulse of the, all of it. Yeah, I think well. You know, anything like this is so, you know, new to people because, you know, we never, you know, people, like I said before, they're watching it. And that's, you know, why it's so different now than even in the Holocaust. People weren't, like, continually watching it. And so, and I think some people, for their own sanity, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, they can't take it anymore, but that's not the answer because there are people losing their lives every day. You know, and so I don't know. That, that's a lot of things because people like answers, and we don't have answers now. And I think that's one of the problems why there's a little bit more unrest because there aren't, you know, there really aren't exact answers. And people want them, but there isn't one right now. Yes, and, and people can't imagine that in our supposedly enlightened age with all of our yes. technical advances, right. that all of a sudden we are watching a scenario from, from 1939 unfold. Yeah. It just yeah. seems so surreal that this could be happening, but it is. Yeah. And you can't well, I think it. It, it. It might not right. be on and, your and door, those but years, it's Right. Even, you know, in those years, people, you know, they didn't see it right away. So I think that their mindset was like they didn't, wasn't happening and and which could be the case yes. if you didn't really watch you know you didn't have things to watch you maybe heard radio or whatever but now you're seeing it and so i think people you know they want you know like you have firsthand now you know that we have people in your house so you know so i think that that's so are other people that you know having people in the house you know that are Yes. Neighbors, in or does anybody? Area, are, are a lot yeah. of people doing this? Uh, no, not a, not a lot, Marcia. I think in our area, there are one, two, three, four, and then there's a, a young boy that's coming by himself in a week. So I five sets of uh, either families or individuals. That's not a lot, but every every person is is valuable. So. There's, there's no and and how how old everybody. is the, how old is that young boy coming? How old is he? He he's sixteen. He's coming by himself. He's sixteen. So are his parents? Where are they? did they leave Ukraine? I don't know they, their situation. Oh, you don't know yet. I don't yeah. know. No, somebody sent me an will. email introducing me to their to his sponsor, and yeah. uh, I'll be getting together with him once he arrives and and find out his story then, of course. Yeah. That's right. It's probably, you know, maybe his parents, maybe he was lucky enough they want him to leave, you know, to have a different life. Yeah. Yeah. Think of, think of Nazi Germany. And that's what Uh, many parents did in Jewish families. You know, you had a baby and you gave it away because that was his only chance of survival. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and like it in Nazi Germany, I think, you know, and when people were going to the left, to the right, you know, we're, you know, where they fit and people, you know, babies were being killed and older people because they needed people to work. So, But now they're just killing anybody, 
you know, and mm-hmm. that's, yes. that's a difference, yeah. you know, because yeah. I, I remember, it's, it's, you know, certain yeah, age groups so were valuable in the Holocaust for working. Yes. But that's not the yeah. case Slave now. labor. Yeah. 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 Slave labor. And, you know, and, and something that I mentioned in my book, Marsha, is that no country has risen to the top of the pyramid without slave labor. It doesn't matter whether it's the United States or Britain, even Holland, uh, um, Africa, within Africa, they, they sold each other. No country has risen to the top without slave labor. And Nazi Germany used the Jewish people uh, as slave yeah. labor to try and reach the top of their pyramid. And even in Russia, they, people from Ukraine have been taken and, and their identification removed and they're in concentration camps. It's It's crazy that it's happening all over again we just hope it has a a swift and intelligent resolution right not and not to be a long lengthy you know problem here but i it's not it doesn't yes. look like it's so short you know it's longer than people would have even thought it could you know we're hoping let's say that it wouldn't have been you know so long mm-hmm. that this is going on you know and yeah. it's you know and it everything in the in the United States everything is affected by everything so it's like one thing happens and then the next thing it's you know and that's what happens now and so i think that's the one thing you know people the gas the shortage everybody's blaming everything on everything and so now people are just they don't know what to do you know their families need to go have food and then they go to the grocery and that's high and then some places i've noticed if you look on the shelves there are things that are not there. And, you know, and my thinking is, and luckily that I can do this, if I see something I want, then I'll get it, two of them or three, because I know I'm not getting it again, maybe. I don't know that, you know. And I never really thought that way, you know, because I know I used to always, you know, my mother would keep, or she had so much things in a, in a certain, you know, pantry, whatever, and I would say, what are you doing, you know, and a lot of times in the past, people used to do that, but, you know, I'm used to going, okay, I'm going to go to the store and get it, you know, and then when we had a part of time where, you know, going to the grocery, should I go out, or, you know, I don't really want to go to a store, I don't want to be, you know, expose myself, at like, at the beginning of this, and so now, you know, that's very different, because now in my mind, I go, like, well, maybe I will get two of this or three, you know, where before I go, no, I can just get it any time. But you can't, it's not, you know, we've had to go through things now. None of us have had to ever go through, you know, not having something. You know, medically too, medicine. You know, even with the masks, they didn't have enough masks. So, you know, there, there's so many things that all of us have been through. So we'll all have to see how this goes, <laughs> you know. I mean, we don't know. That's the thing. I think the uncertainty bothers people. Wouldn't you say that's a... You know, catalysts to not being happy right now, uncertainty. Yeah, sorry, I don't know if you can hear me. Um, yeah, yeah, I have one of my daughters is um, just such an anxious mess all the time over the whole. You know, she just wants rules and and like wants to know what's going to happen. And I, I don't know how many conversations I've had with her. You know, which is like we just don't know everything like you I can't she's getting married in August and um, now she's like oh my god you know should I have a wedding will it be canceled all right do I well that's what happened that's what happened before because that's what happened a lot of people canceled weddings uh, bar mitzvahs parties whatever you know and nobody knew what to do you know graduations you know there were so much cancellations of everything Right. So I I would say, you know, somebody getting married would probably think, will I be able to have my wedding, and who's going to be there, and will they see people be sick? You know, that's a problem. Right. You know, right. and so I oh, can right. see that. And so no, what I do you tell her? Know. I mean, there's nothing to say. You can't really, there's nothing to answer right. to that. You can't say. But, you know... The kids want to get married. They want to, you know, and bar mitzvahs we had, and funerals, unfortunately, were online. We've seen a lot of things online, you know, Zooming. Right. For, you know, a lot of, I saw a couple of bar mitzvahs. I saw, um, unfortunately, a couple of funerals, you know, and so that was the way we handled it. We had, we got to see these things, you know, that we wanted to be at, but nobody could go to. Right. So the temples were closed, you know, and there's just so much uncertainty, like I said before. So I could see where young people, they're worrying about this, you know, because, and 
it doesn't matter what age group. I shouldn't just say young. It's every age group. Right. Every age group was affected by this. So I guess, you know, the only thing we can do is just keep a cool head and try to, you know, get along with people, as we said in the past, and, you know, just try to go through this in the best way we can and know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Because I think there is. I do think there is. I don't. This is not going to last forever. We no. will be done with this. You know, it's just taking a long time. And, you know, the world we live in is very fast-paced. So nobody wants to say it'll take a little time. But this is all we can say is it will take a little time. And we will, I think we will all come out of this, you know. And it'll be, we don't know what it'll be like, but it's not going to be like this. I really don't think so. I think it will get better, you know. And I'm, I don't want to believe it's going to be worse. You know, and I do think that, like you said before, politically, it's really a shame because I think years ago nobody knew who anybody voted for as much. I mean, you might have talked to people, your friends, your parents, but it wasn't like a topic of conversation. And medicine was not really controlled politically by any party or anything. So I think we lived a certain life. So I think that some of these things, you know, anything going on with the Supreme Court now, it's like all of the things that we knew as staples are are up for grabs. And that's what probably people are nervous about, I think. Would you say, Stella, Sylvia, either of you, that that's the problem? We don't know? Yeah, well, we don't. I, yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's what makes people nervous, you know. I think unknown territory. Right. And we right. just have to hope, you know. Right. As, some, as we talked about, you know, we could have a few more women running things might straighten this out a little. You know, not that we're all perfect women, but I think, like we said at the beginning, we can get this. You know, we can try to figure it out together. You know, because I don't think one person can just do that. You know, you can't have a magic wand and say this is going to work. So we have to all be willing to sacrifice some things and try to, you know, like other people and don't hate. You know, hate is never good. That's the problem. That's with the Holocaust. That's with anything that we've seen, Ukraine, any of this. Hate is never good. There's nothing good about that. So, you know, I think on that note, does anybody have anything yeah. else to add? And Sylvia, oh. is there a place where people can find you online if they would like um, to know more? I know there is. It's I Actually, I put both of it. Both of you have, you know, I have where they can find out about each of you on the show page. But go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. Stella? No, mine is, uh, sorry, Stella, you go. All right, Sylvia, go ahead. Oh, my, okay, sorry. I, um, no, it's okay. com, and, you know, obviously my book's on Amazon, and I'd be happy if people read it and made comments. I, you know, learned a lot from feedback from others. So thank you for having us. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, anything else we want to do here? All right, wait, we have Sylvia and we have Stella. So... What, who did we not do? We not get the website. Do we have a website? I think I have it on the page. I have right right on my page now because both of you, you uh, Sylvia's is where madness lies, and then StellaHeart.com. So they can reach either of you at those places, and they can find me at MarciaCasperCook.com or Michigan Avenue Media. And both of you, it's been very interesting. We got a lot discussed. So that was a really interesting discussion. And either both of you keep in touch, and if you ever want to come on again, just let me know, and we can have another discussion like this because it's a lot of time. People like to hear about what other people are thinking about this, you know. So I think it helps people to know, you know, how people have reacted and what's going on in the real world. Which I, I think Fran and I are going to have a show like that. We both of us want to have a show like what's happening for you know current events. You know, neither of us started out doing that, you know, but we actually like doing that because and the, our guests seem to like that. You know, I've done a lot with panels and so is um, France. So I think we're both going to do a show together where we can just talk about different things. And, yeah, you know, whereas Fran has questions and I don't, we're going to open it up to whatever's happening at the time because, unfortunately, this is our world now. Things happen quite frequently that people want to talk about. So that's where we're going to be. 
So thank you. And I have a show next um, Thursday. Next Thursday I have a show with Dick Belsky. And we are going to talk about Ozark because that's on Netflix and it's the end of the season. So we're going to have a discussion on that world, which is quite an intense world. And if people haven't seen Ozark, if they have Netflix, it's quite interesting. You know, there's a lot of not nice people in that show. So we were discussing that to talk about bullies and not nice. So that's one show that has a lot of those. So I right, have a great day and thank you both for coming on. It's great to have a show with you. So take care. Have a good bye night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.